The Joy of M Sports presents The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Welcome to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinchapenny Pool, Patio, and Spa. I'm your host, Corey Bradley. Thank you for joining us for another exciting episode here on The Sweet Spot. And, you know, I just want to let everyone know I truly appreciate all the love and support for this show, just the continued listenership and just the encouragement that I've received along the way. So I just am forever grateful for every single listener, every single supporter that has been there from day one. Now, moving on to the topics of today's episode. I mean, if you look at the sports world currently, the NBA is in full swing. March Madness is gearing up for another exciting run. College baseball is underway, college softball, high school baseball, softball, Little League, the MLB spring training is right around the corner. And I'll actually dive into one of the main transactions that has taken place over the last week later in the show. But, you know, the NFL seems to still keep everyone's ears, keeps everyone's attention, especially with the anticipated offseason that is uh before us so talking about the nfl you got to start with carson wentz carson wentz being traded to the indianapolis Colts, and you know my good friend chris liusi who's been on the show several times a huge supporter of the sweet spot we kind of saw this coming and he uh you know a little hesitant about that move being made he didn't want to give up too much as far as the Colts side of things and what they did trade was a third-round pick in this year's draft and then a conditional second-round pick in next year's draft of 2022. So the conditions of that second-round pick is based upon Wentz's play for the upcoming season. If he plays at least 75% of the snaps for the Colts, that second-rounder becomes a first-rounder for the Eagles. But if he doesn't play 75%, of the Colts snaps, there's still a chance the Eagles can receive a first rounder if he plays at least 70% of the snaps and the Colts reach the playoffs, which is very likely that they will, it becomes a first rounder for the Eagles. So this whole hang up for the Eagles over the last month or so has been Philly wanted a first round pick. When they saw Stafford get two first rounders in exchange, you know, in that deal that um, Stafford going to the Rams. The Lions got two first rounders and Jared Goff. Uh, the Eagles are trying to get another first as well, trying to get something similar of what the Lions netted in that deal. But Stafford in in Wentz is like apples and oranges. You can't compare the two. I'll take Stafford every single day over Carson Wentz. Now, Carson Wentz has had his moments. He's had, you know, some good stretches, especially in that early couple of years at Philly. But over the last year or so, it hasn't really uh, been a very positive sighting. And you know how Philly fans can get. They don't hold back any punches at all, whether it's one of their guys or one of the players from the opposing team. So with the way Wentz looked this year, and the way Jalen Hurts kind of sparked the team and the fan base in his rookie year, it was only a matter of time. I mean, there's no way you could have went back to Carson Wentz because then you would have a divided locker room similar to how they had a divided locker room when Carson Wentz was having an MVP-type season in 2017, 
but then he tears his ACL against the Rams. Nick Foles goes on to lead the Eagles to their very first Super Bowl victory over the New England Patriots. And after that, you had people in the locker room was like, okay, Foles is our guy. He left the Super Bowl. And other guys were just like, no, Carson Wentz is our franchise quarterback. Regardless of him being hurt, he's still our guy. So this is kind of where the Eagles, it was only a matter of time. They had to make a right decision. I mean, when you draft a quarterback like Jalen Hurts, you know you're putting that franchise quarterback or that starting quarterback in jeopardy because if he doesn't play well, you got to play Hurts. And fans are going to be calling for Hurts, which they should, and they should have. And, and that was like my favorite surprise pick in this past year's draft. Uh, I did my favorite surprise pick and my least favorite surprise pick. Of course, least favorite was Jordan Love. I think many people would agree with that, that the Packers should have never taken Jordan Love at quarterback out of Utah State in the first round when they literally – needed some receiver help or just anything to help your boy Aaron Rodgers who went on to win his third MVP this past season. But staying on Jalen Hurts, when you take a guy like that in the second round, he get opportunity to showcase his abilities. He's not going to disappoint. I mean, this is a guy who fully exemplifies what it means to have confidence regardless of what your situation may be in front of you. And there were some who doubted him going into the NFL. I mean, he sat down with – former head coach Steve Mariucci, prior to the NFL draft. And just take a listen to this soundbite that Jalen Hurts and this conversation he had with Steve Mariucci, and you get an idea. If you didn't know before, I don't know where you've been, but you get an even clearer idea, a clearer picture of the confidence that Jalen Hurts exudes on and off the field. Where do you rank yourself in this quarterback draft class? I think I'm one of a kind. Being able to use my athleticism in the pocket when needed um, and, and, and get freaky in open field when I have to as well. Excuse me, get freaky? Get freaky. I don't know that. What does that mean? Uh-uh. Oh, uh, yeah? It's like the it factor. You're only going to work as a quarterback in the combine, right? I'm a quarterback. You've lined up at receiver before. I'm a quarterback. I mean, how can you not like Jalen Hurts? I don't get it. Like, if there's anybody out there that doesn't appreciate who he is as a person and as a player, you are a joke yourself. But anyway, that audio came from NFL media. Uh, As I mentioned, Jalen Hurts sat down with former head coach Steve Mariucci prior to the NFL draft last year. Now, if you look at Carson Wentz, and I talked about his horrible play over the past year, He led the NFL in most giveaways. He had 15 interceptions, four lost fumbles. Uh, Second was Kirk Cousins with 18, and Drew Locke tied at number two with 18 as well. So we all know at the quarterback position, that's one thing you can't do is give the ball away. And those who know me, I just want my quarterback to be accurate and make good decisions. We're going to run the ball, play good defense. We're going to take shots occasionally. I'm not an aired-out 40, 45 times uh, a game type person, but I just want my quarterback to take care of the ball. And Carson Wentz this past season did not do that. Now, he hasn't always been this type of player. I mean, in the three seasons prior to 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, he had a combined 21 interceptions, but then he had 15 in 2020 alone. So... Carson Wentz isn't a horrible quarterback. 
But he did have a horrible season the same year the Eagles drafted Jalen Hurts. And I guess the Eagles saw something and they just wanted to have, I think more so they wanted security because they know they knew that Wentz was very injury prone. And, I mean, they've had Nick Foles in years prior, as I mentioned. Josh McCown, who actually coaches high school football in 2019, he would be the team's backup on Sundays. And then he had to play in the playoff game against the Seahawks when Wentz went down in the uh, early parts of that playoff game. So I think they drafted Hurts more so of insurance just in case Wentz got hurt they had a viable option to take over at the quarterback position but it just kind of happened the same year where Jalen Hurts balled out Carson Wentz didn't play well at all his worst season by far as an NFL pro and now he is the new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts and this upcoming season will mark the fourth consecutive year that the Indianapolis Colts will have a different starter at the quarterback position. Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, and now Carson Wentz is the guy in Indianapolis. And I'll go out on a limb and say they won't have that issue in 2022. Carson Wentz is their quarterback, barring any unforeseen injury that prevents him from starting the 2022 season. But Carson Wentz is their guy. They've traded the third-round pick this year. As I mentioned, that second-round pick next season is a conditional pick that will more than likely, barring any injury, as I mentioned, uh, will be a first-round pick, and the Eagles will have that first-round pick that they so well coveted in the Carson Wentz trade. So the Colts, just giving my quick take on this trade for both teams, I feel like the Eagles did pretty much what was expected. They got a third rounder and a second rounder that will more likely become a first rounder. Their main thing was getting that first rounder. And since that conditional pick next year isn't guaranteed to become a first rounder, I would have definitely made sure if the Colts really want Carson Wentz, give me a second rounder this year, a second rounder next year that is conditional as we've discussed heavily so far in this episode. Now for the Colts, I think this is actually a solid move. I mean, considering where they stood and some of the quarterbacks who are available, whether through trade rumors or guys who are in the upcoming NFL draft, you know, I'm a huge Zach Wilson guy. I like Kyle Trask. I like Mac Jones. We know Lawrence isn't a real option. Fields is going to be solid as well. But the three guys I really like the most are Zach Wilson, Kyle Trask, and you know, like I said, Mac Jones is solid. I think if he goes to a team or if he went to a team like Indianapolis behind that defense in that running game, I think he would actually play pretty well. So considering the Colts didn't want to part ways with a first-rounder for Matthew Stafford, who ultimately went to the Los Angeles Rams, I didn't think they would try to heavily pursue or move up in the upcoming draft to get a future QB. If somebody fell to them, I think they would have considered trading up but I don't think they wanted to put all their eggs in the basket for any guy who was who was a realistic option for them now Trey Lance is another option who another guy who I think will be pretty solid of course being connected to a good coaching staff who was looking to not only develop his skills but fits their system on what they want to do moving forward but 
Indianapolis, I think you can rest easy. I don't think Carson Wentz will be the same Carson Wentz that we saw in 2020. Behind that old line that they have, one of the best in the entire NFL, Jonathan Taylor had an awesome breakout rookie season. They do need to add some another piece receiving-wise. I mean, do they bring back T.Y. Hilton? They had Michael Pittman Jr. in this rookie season who looks to be a very promising receiver. Can Paris Campbell stay healthy? I mean, what do they do in free agency? Do they target someone like a Chris Godwin? Chris, Lucy, I know, man. I know you're hoping for Chris Godwin. Do they target somebody like Chris Godwin? Do they go after an Allen Robinson or maybe a Marvin Jones who is a free agent from Detroit? What do the Colts do at that receiver position? Now they have a quarterback who can sling it. He doesn't need to play any hero ball. Don't. If it's not there, throw it away. If it's not there, you know, just eat it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to take the sack even though you don't want to. But just don't sling it and, and cause even more turnovers than you had in this past season with Philly. But I do think the Colts, given the situation that they already have in place, will be in good hands moving forward and just may be the favorite in the AFC South next year. Hey, this is Tanajere Mathis for the Wicksburg Panthers. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Attorney Kaz Espy is a proud supporter of The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley. Kaz has experience in both federal and state courts regarding a wide range of civil matters. Specializing in bankruptcy, debt resolution, probate, and estate planning, Kaz listens to the concerns of his clients, understanding their individual needs. Attorney Kaz Espy, phone 334-793-6288 or online at espymetcalf.com. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. Care Animal Center is a business ministry partner with the Joy FM. Their goal has always been to assemble a team that's dedicated to providing quality veterinary services for their clients' pets. Care Animal Center offers surgical, dental, medical, and pet wellness programs for that furry member of the family. Their website is care-animal.net. Care Animal Center, 3454 West Main Street in Dothan. Phone 334-794-6333. Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa is a proud business ministry partner with the Joy FM. More than just a full-service pool and supply company, they offer backyard entertainment options like big green eggs, clear light infrared saunas, and patio furniture. Now locally owned and operated by Jason and Amy Sharp, Pinch a Penny Pool, Patio, and Spa, 1435 Westgate Parkway in Dothan. Phone 334-671-POOL. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business, providing custom printing and embroidery on t-shirts, polos, hats, boots, baby apparel, scarves, bags, and more. For churches, schools, sports organizations, family reunion t-shirts, or businesses that need personalized workwear or promotional apparel, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online rlcshirts.com. Hey, this is Alexis Milanowski for the Houston Academy Raiders. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. Welcome back to The Sweet Spot, sponsored by Pinch a Penny Pool Patio and Spa. As we continue 
this episode. In the first segment, I talked about Carson Wentz, his move to become the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Will it work? We shall indeed see very soon. In baseball, Fernando Tatis Jr. signing a 14-year, $340 million deal to remain the shortstop for the San Diego Padres. This guy's electric. He does it all in every facet of the game, whether it's at the plate, hitting for average or power, in the field with his amazing arm and defensive play. And he's very aggressive on the base pass as well. And uh, the Padres made sure they did not allow this guy any chance to see free agency in the years to come. So he'll be at the Padres over the next decade and a half. Now, to kind of give an idea of some of the highest contract extensions in recent history, I'm going to give the 10 highest paid contract extensions, starting with number 10, Christian Yelich signed a seven-year, $188.5 million deal in 2020, and that deal would run through 2028. Derek Jeter in 2001 signed a 10-year, $189 million deal to remain with the Yankees, and we know that he recently retired a few years ago. One of the best shortstops, one of the best shortstops to ever play the game. Clayton Kershaw in 2014 signed a seven-year, $215 million deal, and has since signed another extension back in 2008 on top of the original deal that he signed back in 2014. Joey Votto for the Cincinnati Reds, 10 years, $225 million deal, signed back in 2012. It runs through 2023. Number six, Nolan Arenado signed a seven-year deal worth $234 million back when he was with the Colorado Rockies. We all know that he is now with the St. Louis Cardinals to form one of the best corner infield tandems in MLB, possibly in MLB history. We'll see how it plays out. But to have Arenado at third base and Paul Goldsmith at first base, the Cardinals are poised to make some serious noise in the coming years. Nolan Arenado, to me, is... If I had to take a third baseman in the league, it's Nolan. I know Anthony Rendon gets a lot of talk, and I love Anthony Rendon. He's amazing. But I feel like Arenado is always slept on. I mean, he's the best third baseman defensively, hands down, in my opinion. And then he can crush at the plate. I know people dog on him because of the inflated numbers or the so-called inflated numbers that he had in Coors Field. But I think this dude here will rake and will thrive wherever he plays. So I think Nolan Arenado, to me, is the best third baseman in the game. My guy, Matt Johnson, if you're listening, I know you're a huge Houston Astros fan. Alex Bregman would come number three on the list. He could be third behind Rendon, and uh, Arenado is number one, as I mentioned. But Bregman is a a beast for sure as well. So I don't want to discredit anything that he's done up to this point in his career as well. Number five on the highest-paid contract extensions, Miguel Cabrera signed an eight-year, eight-year, $248 million deal back in 2014. That runs 2023. I love Miggy as they call him, uh, you know, being a Marlins fan, getting a chance to see him come into the scene, be a huge part of that 03 World Series championship, and, you know, he's had a Hall of Fame career for sure. He's on the back end, on the back nine, as they say, but uh, he's definitely been one of the better players in the last over the last decade or so. Number four, speaking of the Marlins, Giancarlo Stanton, who originally went by Mike Stanton coming through the minor league ranks, signed a 13-year, $325 million deal back in 2014, and that deal runs through 2028. We all know he's a Yankee now. 
Um, I still feel like we didn't get enough in that deal when we traded him. I mean, I don't know it's a running joke in the MLB to see the outfield that that Marlins team had with Yelich in left, Ozuna in center, and then you had, you know, Giancarlo Stanton in right, and, you know, Yelich spent some time in center field as well. But that's kind of that lineup that we had a few years ago, and I thought, like, man, this group is going to be very special. JT Real Muto at catcher. Uh, D. Gordon at second base, Jose Fernandez, may he rest in peace, like one of my favorite players ever was that ace for that Marlins team. And, you know, um, after that tragedy for the Fernandez family, the Marlins just weren't the same and they decided to break it up and rebuild. But Giancarlo Stanton is a beast when it comes to hitting at the plate. And uh, we'll see what he does in his upcoming year for the Yankees. Number three, Fernando Tatis Jr. This is where... He comes in on the list. Number three, 14-year, $340 million deal, as I mentioned. That deal runs through 2034. Uh, very special players I was talked about. And he's a legacy player for those who don't know or remember his dad, Fernando Tatis, who played third base from 1997 to 2010. I think most of his years that people remember was during 98 to 2000 when he spent those three years with the St. Louis Cardinals. And Tatis Jr. is going to make $340 million over the next 14 years. His dad played 10 years and made a total of $17.8 million. So you're looking at a $322-23 million difference between Tatis Jr.'s contract extension and Fernando Tatis's dad, what he made during the lifetime of his career. Now, Fernando Tatis, the father, may not be known for making a lot of money throughout his career, but there is one thing that he is very famous for. Park is set. He kicks and delivers. Fastball, and it's a grand slam. Woo! We see who pired that one. A grand slam home run, and the Cardinals lead it 4-2. to Now, Fernando Tatis wasn't quite done with that one grand slam in the inning. In the pitch, the runners go 3-2 to Tatis. Swing and a long one. There it is, folks. Baseball history. A second grand slam home run for Fernando Tatis in the third inning in Los Angeles, California. And the Cardinals lead it to 11-2. Wow. How about that? Two grand slams in the same inning. A third inning back on April 23rd, 1999, when the Cardinals erupted for an 11-run inning catapulted by two grand slams by Fernando Tatis, the most RBIs in a single inning, as you can imagine. Now, there's been 13 players who have hit multiple grand slams in the same game, but Tatis does indeed remain the only player to hit two grand slams in one inning. And that audio was provided by MLB.com. Moving on to number two on the largest contract extensions, Mike Trout, number two, 10 years, $360 million deal. He signed back in 2019. It runs through 2030. We know how great Mike Trout is. He's a guy who can do everything. He hits at the plate for average in power, great in the field, uh, defending very super strong arm. 
fast base runner as well who always hustles and was recently named number one for the sixth straight year on MLB Network's top 100 players right now. I was rooting for Mookie Betts to get number one on the top 100 list, but he didn't come on number one there. He finished number two right behind Mike Trout. But on this list that I'm doing today, the largest contract extensions, Mookie Betts does indeed come in number one with the 12-year, $365 million deal he signed last year in 2020, and that runs through 2032. And his first year with the Dodgers, they win a World Series title. This guy is hes one of the best players, as we all know, but he's one of my favorite players just because of the intangible things that goes that may go unnoticed to the common fan. I mean, we all look at, uh, you know, guys who can hit, guys who can run fast, you know, pitchers, you know, how they strike out people and they get guys out and limit hits. But Mookie is a guy who is a five-star, five-tool type player as well, just like Mike Trout is. But I think I would give Mookie Betts the edge just because of the little things. I mean, game one of the World Series last year against the Tampa Bay Rays, in the fifth inning, he's still second. In the same inning, he still third. And then on a chopper to first base, this guy had the awareness and just the base running IQ to take off, get a great jump, and score on a chopper to the first baseman with the first baseman playing in. And Mookie Betts still was able to slide in and score. And like I said, he's just a different player. Mike Trout is great, not to take anything away from him. But if I had to choose one player to say he's the best in the MLB at this current time, it has to be Mookie Betts. Because you also have to take into account of him doing it at the grandest stage in the MLB, the World Series, millions of people around the world watching in his first year with a brand new team in a COVID type year, and you're with the Dodgers. Like, it's not like you're playing, and I know I'm a Marlins fan, but with Miami, where it's not as much hype around the team, or uh, you're looking at Baltimore Orioles, or, you know, the Oakland Athletics. I mean, we're talking about Los Angeles, where everyone is watching you. There's so much riding on bringing a title back to L.A. And Moogie Betts in his first year with this 12-year, $365 million deal that he just signed. And he then backs it up in his inaugural season with the Dodgers, leading them to a World Series title. Like, how can you not put Betts number one on the list if he doesn't get it in the kind of year that he just had leading the Dodgers to a title, then when will he ever get number one on the top 100 list on MLB networks uh, that they do every single year? So that's my take for Betts. He's number one on this largest contract extension list. He should have been number one on the MLB 100. But, you know, we started this segment talking about Fernando Tatis. And on that same list, the top 100 right now, Tatis came in number six. Sandwiched between Acuna at 7, Soto at 5. But Fernando Tatis is going to be a guy who will be in that top 15, top 10 range for several years to come. And I am super excited to see what he does for the San Diego Padres 
in the years down the road as we are going to witness one of the best rivalries between the Dodgers and Padres in the coming years. That NL West division that's been so weak for so long. It's been clearly dominated by the Dodgers, but the Dodgers will indeed have their hands full on trying to retain not only their World Series crown, but the NL West crown as well. You're listening to The Sweet Spot with Corey Bradley on the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game. Denny Vision is a proud supporter of the Joy FM, and their number one priority is patient satisfaction. They strive to provide a positive experience from the moment each person walks into the office. Denny Vision has an optical lab to create lenses on site, along with a selection of designer optical and sunglass frames. They focus on promoting good eye health while assisting patients in having the clearest vision possible. Their doctors help see the difference, which is their slogan. Located at 151 East Main Street in Dothan, online at DennyVision.com, or phone 334-793-2633. Many of us spend more time thinking about what's for dinner than thinking about retirement. But if you think your retirement deserves more attention, I can help. I'm Edward Jones Financial Advisor, Greg Wakefield. Stop by our office at 5630 West Main Street in Dothan. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. RLC Shirts is a family-owned and operated custom apparel and gift business. Providing custom printing and embroidery, RLC Shirts can help with no minimum order. Phone 334-899-4339 or online rlcshirts.com. Ridgecrest Baptist Church proudly supports all local athletics. At Ridgecrest, we have many opportunities for all ages, including children, middle school, high school, and college students. I'm Chase Fault, the student pastor, and I want to invite you to see how your family might fit in at Ridgecrest. Learn more on our website at rbcdothan.org. Welcome back to the sweet spot as we close with today's triple C segment, Corey's closing comments. This is what I want to share with you today. Quit trying to be someone you're not. Embrace your different. If the rest of the world wants to be alike, let them. Truth be told, there's a lot of self-deception taking place. And, you know, when I read this and when God showed me this, you know, I think about people in the world and how people want to be accepted by their peers and uh, whether it's at work or school or at church or at the ballpark that they are themselves down to fit into a certain mold and that's not how we should live we should embrace our different God has created everybody in their own unique way and that's how it should be but society and people of the world will try to convince us that if we're different we're weird we're strange we're not good enough but that's exactly how God created us to be unique in our own way so quit trying to be someone you're not embrace your different understand that you're special that you are designed and created that way for a reason so be who you are at all times if the rest of the world wants to be alike let them. And as we always say, there's nothing better than being in the sweet spot.
Stay in the sweet spot on the Joy FM Sports Facebook page. This has been a presentation of the Joy FM Sports. It's more than a game.